Blog Talk Radio. I've nothing left to write.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. And once again, this evening, I am flying solo as my co-host, Ian Bush, is visiting his young daughter. He will be back in the next week or two. So I miss him when he's not here, but I'm glad he's able to, to visit with his daughter. Tonight, my guest is music artist Davey Williamson. And that song that you just heard is called Down by the Fire. And yes, we will be discussing it in a little bit. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Davey. His new single, Thin Disguise, is about to send you into an all-out listening frenzy. Musicexistence.com quotes, Williamson's vocal prowess, ripping guitar lines, and catchy hooks come together in a way that is reminiscent of modern rock titans. Wilmington, North Carolina's Debbie Williamson has enjoyed his share of success dating back nearly 25 years to his stints in popular regional bands like Third Class Passenger and My Shop Pop. In 2020, Williamson took his music to a whole new level with his debut solo single, Thin Disguise. That track reached international hit song status by reaching number one on the iTunes rock charts in South Africa. Ladies and gentlemen, we are heard in South Africa. In early 2021, he was featured in an alternative press Instagram story as well as having received reviews for the single. Now he is about to reach new heights with the release of his RST solo EP. On March 12, 2021, Davey released Down by the Fire, the song you just heard, a collection of eight songs written and performed by him, including the previously mentioned Thin Disguise and the new single Cliché, another number one song in South Africa. I have both of those songs and tonight we intend to play both of those songs later on in this um, show. But right now, Davey, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I know you're moving and you're crazier than a one-armed paper hanger in a room full of empty walls. So thank you for for honoring me with being here tonight. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's just get started. You've been in this business for 25 years, give or take, and I know that you have seen changes in the business itself. You've seen indie artists come into their own to go on and do extremely wonderful, great things, to be recognized as part of the music industry and not just a backroom deal with a with a wink and a nod and in some dive where most people are too drunk to listen. Like the indie <laughs> book business, you you've seen yourself you've seen this industry morph into something that's absolutely wonderful. How has that affected you? It's, you know, there's, uh, to me, I, I like that everything's kind of moved into the streaming services and everything's been more indie. I, 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 to me, it, no matter which way it goes or the way that, that it's being handled, you have to be malleable. You have to be able to fit what's going on around you and, and understand it and learn it. And if it didn't change, I think you'd always have the same people uh, at, the, at the top of the charts and the same music played on repeat. At least now, um, 
the music that you you are uh, you can that's available to you, you kind of have a little bit more choice um, to what you listen to nowadays. Whereas maybe before you didn't because you found your new music just radio alone. So uh-huh. um, as the industry's changed and moved over into uh, more accessibility, I think it's good for myself. It's it's good for every artist that's out there uh, putting music out. So short answer is. You know, it's it's uh, it's definitely different. <laughs> but, well, and in, and in, yeah, I started. I've I've been in the in the in the author industry for many many years, and when I tried to publish my first book back in the dark ages, albeit the seventies, you had to manually send out a manuscript to a publisher and then wait for the rejection letters and then send it out to another publisher and wait for the rejection letters. The same way that that music artists would have to send out a demo tape or go knock on the radio studio doors and say, I'll give you a free lunch or 20 bucks to play my song or my tape or my record at least once. But because of of technology so many doors were opened just like your number one in South Africa years ago that would not have even been available much less for an indie artist even a traditional artist number one in South Africa with two songs that just would not happen right right yeah it's a uh I've I'm blessed in the sense that uh, that I'm able to be heard. Um, you know, being you know, you've, you've put some age on me. That 25 years sounds like it's, it's I'm, I'm ancient, but uh, <laughs> the truth is, I, I started I started really really I started really really early, and so um, and in fact, you know, I had a little tiny little bits of success, little successes pushed me to where. I am today with it and have allowed for me to gain more fans or gain more listeners and people who are more interested in what it is that I'm doing. And, and thankfully it's just continued to uh, go in the right direction and allowed for me to be able to keep putting music out. So thankful for well, that. I, I know that as a fellow Southerner that <laughs> you are a, a most humble Southern gentleman, and you give a lot of credit to members of your family for helping you on this journey. I told you I did a deep dive on you, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm noticing that. It's, so you yeah, want to explain my, um, to the folks about that? Sure. Yeah my my uh my father played, my stepfather played, my brother, in fact, uh, my both brothers play. Um, my one sister plays, the other one doesn't, but her husband plays. So, I, you know, I've been surrounded by music my whole life, and I've had the, I, I've always had it in my ear. So, in some weird way, it was like it was annoying. It was annoying that you just <laughs> all started like trying to compete with each other. Like, no, man, it goes like this. No, it goes like that. You know, and then before you know it, everybody in the family knows what they're doing, and you're just like, oh, it's like the Partridge Family. So, um. That's uh that's that's kind of how it all it all happened. But 
I was lucky enough to be surrounded by it and, uh, and, and have them support me and, and not just my family specifically, but, you know, my neighbor growing up was a guy named Cutler Desjolais and, and his mom, Dorothy, I mean, man, I gotta, I gotta give it up to her. She let us go over there, you know, nine o'clock in the morning and go banging on drums and none of us actually knew what we were doing. I can't imagine how annoying that must have sounded to her, but uh, she used to let it happen almost daily. And uh, we're lucky for that because I don't think we would have pursued it. Anybody in the family would have pursued it at all had we not had the the place to be able to practice and play. So, um, and and that yeah. what that tells me is is your neighbor had faith in your God given talent. And she encouraged that, and to be able to have not only your your nuclear family encourage it and and have the competition, but to have the neighbors. And if you grew up like I grew up, there were three blocks on our street, and I had more parents than most children had clothes. And anything that the five of the Robinson kids did beat us home. And those extra parents didn't mind getting on to it. So I know you growing up in Wilmington, South Carolina, that probably happened as well. So it, it boded well for you to be able to play over there so she could keep an eye on you. That, that's right. Wilmington, North Carolina. So, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, we, uh, it's just been – looking back on it, it's all – you hear people say, you know, you just got to get lucky, but I, I, you know, certainly didn't feel lucky at the time as it's all going on. I guess it was just kind of expected. And then, uh, um, looking back now, kind of after dredging through, uh, all the tours and all the, the, the work and the effort that you put towards it and all the things that you lose along the way, or, you know, the things that you have to give up the sacrifice, getting any success with it, it at first it, it seems it when I was younger it seemed like such a daunting task and there was no lucky anything about it but now looking back I just I, I really recognize how lucky I am to uh to have had the people who who supported me and, and backed me whether it be from the smallest gig and somebody who you know maybe downloaded a song or or bought a tape from me or whether it be a you know back then when there was tapes and then, <laughs> and then uh, you know, but I was I, at that time I was making tapes. You know, we were making like little recording tapes. And um, for for those of you who don't know, we'd have a four track recorder, um, and made by a company called Tascam, and we would make little demo tapes and sell them at you know at school. And yes, we were selling them in middle school, so it was that long ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, we just but see, even it, even it, it, that even at that age. You had an entrepreneurial spirit, and you had a, a dream and a goal. And what I find in a lot of young people now is they have a dream that lasts a day, and then they find that it, that it's too quote unquote hard, so they allow that dream to to slip away. Had you not kept that dream and had that support system around you, you might not. Be where you are today. That's exactly right, and, and that's one of the things that I noticed with a lot of um, 
a lot of the, the people that I've, I've had the chance to play music with and um, and kind of watched them get into it, and then they just kind of they, they fade away. And honestly, it feels like it's just kind of like last man standing <laughs> parts <laughs> of it do out of, you know, the crowd of, of friends that really continue to pursue it and, and pre- continue to really try to, like, push it, push it, push it, and go for it. And it's very few times anymore do I do I run into, you know, outside of just doing, like, the bar gig stuff and, and things like that, do you run into anybody who's been doing it, you know, forever and, and their whole life and still pursuing it? And I got to be honest, I mean, I you know, I I went down the path of just quitting, and I ran into a friend of mine who was like, "What are you doing, man?" And he kind of hit me with the truth, which was like, you know, you know, what made you so good was you never gave up and you continued to pursue it. And it rang a bell with me. And it, as soon as he said it, I was like, "You know what, man? Let's go do this." And he he drugged me along. Um, a guy by the name of Sean Atkins uh, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And he, uh, I, I got to give the credit to him, really. I mean, he's the one that got me, you know, off my butt and really getting out there and, and, and uh, pursuing it again. And once I realized I was back in it, all, it's like all the other little pieces that I used to do came back as well. Like the intensity of like, okay, we're going to go after this. We're actually going to do this. I'm going to spend all every waking moment uh, going after you know, charting and, and doing submissions and doing all the different things that have to take place for you to have success at uh, the level that I've, I've been fortunate enough to have it up to this point. So, and and the thing is, there's an old adage that says if if you love what you do and have a passion for it, you never work a day in your life. So when he relit yeah. that fire, you understood it wasn't work; it was passion. So all the frustration, all the things thinking of I have failed went away because when that passion was relit, it was, man, let's, let's just go and knock this out of the park. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, it's just a, uh, I mean, it's just an unbelievable, uh, and the amount of encouragement that he gave me was just, uh, unbelievable. And, And once I lit back on, you know, it was just, he was like, here we go. You know, it's, it's almost scary to put, you know, to light that fire with, with me because I do, I jump head first at it and uh, it's kind of like, watch out, you know, <laughs> you know so I kind of laugh at myself about it because the repercussions that come from it when you do that. Um, so, uh, you know, some lessons are learned in the wrong way, but uh, this is, this is one of the one times I think that I've done it and it's, it's worked or at least it's worked small scale at this point. Oh, honey, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's, you have exploded on the scene. I w- in listening to down by the fire. Yeah. I, again, I'm, that's a, I'm that's a, that's a strange one for you, for you. Of, I haven't, so I haven't actually released that one yet, but it's cool that you guys played it. Obviously, it's released as far as you can go get it off of buying the album on iTunes and you know Spotify or whatever else you're listening to. But I have that my sources. Remember, I have my sources. That's I yes, I I noticed. I'm starting to notice. <laughs> <laughs> I I get sent unreleased records all the time because I launch them on this show. 
cool. Yeah, that's really cool. But the the thing with that that record, again, I am older than dirt, so I I my children grew up on some of the same music you did, the Temptations, Motown, because that was my oh, era. Yeah. The, the late fifties, sixties was my my teenage years, and right behind that came Led Zeppelin. So I'm listening to Down by the Fire, and it's such a Led Zeppelin reminiscent type of music I see I see it in my head that there's a visual there that's in my head tell me about this song what made you write this song and the story behind it I I'm terrible at talking about myself and and music and things like that but I, I uh I I think that the song, you know, Down by the Fire is is what I'm I think what I'm really saying is um it's is uh sadistic as it may sound, it's more like, you know, you know, I live in hell and da 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 and uh in you know, troubled kind of troubled kid, you know, troubled family life kind of Early on, and uh, and kind of I I I brought that to the forefront with it, and then troubled relationships that that I've been in, and uh, and uh, how it's this is where I live at down here, down by the fire, you know, <laughs> like I'm it's lonely. You're using you know you know you uh, you know like you see the old uh, container. I, I don't know. I was kind of referencing something to the effect of like. How you see, like in the old movies, or you know, people still do it. I'm sure, but you know, they'll, they'll have the big containers, little fire, and all the homeless people, and mm-hmm. and just um, and uh, kind of the loneliness of like staring into a fire kind of thing, and uh, and then all the different references that can come from that. And I try to write in that way. I try to um, write songs that can be relative, you know. Um, so that people can pull from it what they will. Um, in this particular instance, that song, I think it was, um, it was written out of fear of a of a of a failed relationship or another failed relationship, and where it you know where where it would lead me and um, where you would have to go through times of my struggles and. Um, troubled times um, to really understand me and understand uh, what it is that that I need and, and need from somebody, which would be um, the uh, being together kind of thing, or you know, we're making things work and making relationships build and this and that. And I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm terrible at talking about this stuff because I don't really. Un- Sometimes I understand myself, and sometimes I don't. And I think that you know, I try to also write where things are a little relative, so. It's easier for people to pull from it what they want to. Um, for me, it stems from uh, troubled relationships and the fear of those continuing to happen. So, so would it yeah, be fair answer. to say? Would it be fair to say, my friend, that that song is sort of cathartic in that not only does it help someone understand where you're coming from. 
but maybe it helps you understand where you've been, where you are, and where you may be going. Exactly. So, see, you're a lot better at that than I am, talking about <laughs> it and understanding. Me, I just go into, like, artistic brain and just I'm all over the place, and it completely doesn't make any sense. But great job on uh, on being able to pull that out of whatever mess I just tried to discuss. So. Well, we, we all have that. If any any of us that have lived any length of time, several things have happened in our lives. We have had mm-hmm. troubled relationships. We have had sure. non-successful uh, career choices. We have suffered mm-hmm. loss. We have suffered loss of self-esteem, self-confidence, not feeling like we're as good as is Joe Blow down the street. And anybody that says, oh, no, I've always been confident, they're liars. We know this because human nature is we always want to pretend that we are better than we really feel like we are. We, uh, If you live in a bubble, you can convince yourself otherwise. And I used to say, I'll fake it till I make it. But I would venture to say that that. 99.99% of the population on this earth have these feelings. So when one listens to Damn by the Fire, one can take that song and pull it into themselves and say, you know what, I might be looking into that small fire in that container. However, I don't have to stay there. That's right. That's exactly right. See how well we work together already? That's right. <laughs> you got. Uh, I, I think it's easy to. You want to make everything relatable, you know. Correct. You know, and I think that that's kind of the. That's the magic trick um, with with maybe writing a, a great song, at least from my experience. Well, I like the song. I really. The first time I heard it, I said, "Oh yeah, we're this, yeah." This, mm-hmm. It's it's that it has that <laughs> Zeppelin vibe to it, but yet you yes. feel that that story in there. You feel that emotion that that you're trying to bring out, and you're saying, "Yeah, I live here," but you're also saying, "I don't have to stay here, though." That's right. That's exactly right. So while we're doing this. Let's also go to the next song that I really, really like. And ladies and gentlemen, it's called Thin Disguise. And once this song is played, I'm going to get Davey to relate to this song because I know why he wrote this song, but I'm not going to do the spoiler. So this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, music artist Davey Williamson, and we are having so much fun here tonight. So we're going to play Thin Disguise, and then we're going to talk about it. We will be right back.
I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest music artist, Davey Williamson, and that was his song, Thin Disguise. Davey, when when I was doing my research on you and I heard the backstory of this song, it brought to mind some things that adults don't always know about children when decisions are made and that those issues need to be ironed out with the children as that decision is made. You want to expound on that for our listening audience? Yeah, I am. A, you know, like a lot of kids, I'm a I'm a child of my parents' divorce, and um, uh, you know, there was a there was a, a lot of times, and I'm sure you've obviously you've done your research to know what what the song is about, but you know, a lot of uh, confusion happens when I, or did happen when I was a child, and, and uh, you know, each parent has an opinion on um, what happened in their relationship. But you know, when it when it happens, um, when each when the parents are telling their side of the story, and then you hear it from the other parent, they say something else is different. It just feels like you're caught in a, a web of lies and, and a cycle of each parent trying to gain your your love for them more than the other one and um uh it, it for me it was the song was a way for me to be, finally get that get it out and and uh and uh kind of say it you know one last time for what it is you know it's the you know the lying the lying to each other the the uh the hurt that that inflicts on a on a on a child, um, and, and how be, it how it stays with them. Would it also be fair to say that when two adults, because my children are also products of divorce, when two adults decide to make that decision, the first thing they need to express to the children, no matter what they feel about each other, but they need to express to the children that it is not the children's fault that two adults can no longer live in the same household. They need to reiterate that. And it is also very important that the adults do not talk bad to the children about the other parent because regardless of what happened in the marriage, those are still those children's parents and each child has the right to love right. both parents that's that's exactly right and i think that with you know my my situation um it, it just it it was a, a i'm sure it's weird for every child that deals with it and unfortunately it caused so many problems because there was there was no clarity ever you know, it's like, why did this happen? You know, as, as a kid, you know, why why are you guys separated? Why won't you be together? And what that does is, it, it because there's so much confusion there, and and because both parents are just trying to fight for you to believe their side of the story, um, 
you start, I think what happens is it starts, um, it starts with good intention, but then as the kid is swayed one direction, then it just turns into, you know, they're talking bad about one another and then they're making up stories about one another and you grow up and you're so sick of hearing it and you're so sick of the fighting and you're so sick of dealing with, you know, who cares and who doesn't that you, be, you become a, a quiet person. Um, and then by becoming quiet and, and not and kind of disassociated from your parents at some point, um, at least in my situation, at some point, the, the frustration isn't worth it, but it never goes away. So it builds up and builds up and builds up. And at some point you get angry enough where you write a song like that. (laughs) And a great song it is. It's a wonderful song because it does, it, it does tell the story from a child's point of view of what happens when relationships are broken and are there no you can once something is broken it can never go back to being whole again but you can move forward with it if you are like minded that the most important thing in this broken relationship are the children that become the collateral damage right right and that's that's unfortunate that it's like that i mean it shouldn't be that way but yeah you, well, you, uh, I, I have to give you kudos for, for taking something that was so hurtful in your past and making a positive out of it and that you were able to put it to music, and that probably I, also helped you come to terms with all of it. it. It it really did, and it was incredibly difficult for me to do it. Um, it it really uh, it took a lot out of me to, to put it together, and biggest thing is the writing process writing the words out and then to record it then to release it writing it was difficult because it brought back all the memories it brought back all the you know those things and um then it was writing it down and then clarifying exactly what i meant and what i felt and then the scariest part is when you release it for the public to judge it and um you know I, I I've got to say that I I it was it was a terrifying moment for me to do it, but I'm I'm more than happy with the uh, with the outcome and uh, and that people have have kind of um, really picked up on it and I, and I now I realize that more people can relate to it than what I first thought, and uh, it's helped me knowing that. And it, it was also an act of courage on your part. You know, what courage is, is doing the right thing even when you're scared to death. And, and that was the right thing because, like you say, the feedback that you're getting as people relate to it and in being able to relate to it, then they can put their own hurt, their own pain, their own feeling of loss into perspective and know that what happened between their parents was not their fault. Grown people still think that they were the reason their parents broke up. No, the parents broke up because the parents couldn't make it work between them. It had nothing to do with the children. Right, right. So kudos to you, my friend. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. See, you have this innate ability to tap into the things that are within you 
and and bring them to the forefront and put them out there and help other people and don't even realize you're helping other people. I try not to overthink it. <laughs> I just, uh, it, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, uh, I definitely am a, uh, an overthinker and, uh, and it, there's detriment that comes along with that. But I, uh, I, I try really hard with music and writing and, and, um, and making the music that I make to not, to not dig it. It's weird how it works. I got to tell you, I, I, I spit it out and, uh, and it, it's close to what I'm trying to say. And then I make the adjustments and then I just stop thinking about it completely Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't make sense to me. I, I'll be honest. It's like I'm like, <laughs> what am I talking about exactly? And then it's like I'll listen to it, uh, you know, months after I release it, like now even, you know, even just listening to it with with you right now, I go back and I'm like, man, I I, I really did do a good job on this, <laughs> you know, because it's did. like I can I can hear the, it's like I hear. But I'm not thinking of it as in like me. I'm thinking of it as in like as if I was just listening to a song somewhere, and um, as kind of like you know third person. And um, I honestly I don't even know how I sometimes pull it off because I I swear I think that sometimes whenever I release it or put stuff out there I'm like this is not going to make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> and, um, for me I think that's the magic of it all. And uh, I'm lucky that for whatever reason that it seems to keep coming together, even though I, uh, I'm kind of shocked sometimes that it does. Well, with with being you are you are like me and being an A type personality, we have certain expectations for ourselves, and when when we don't think we've reached that expectation, but we've let it go anyway, when it comes back to us and it, like you hear the song. Or I read a piece that I've written, and I'm sitting there reading it again. I'm going, who wrote this? Surely that did not come from my mind. No, That's but right. it did. And it's the same with you. And you're not the first artist that has told me that. Um, I had another artist on a few weeks ago, and he said, Yvonne, that, 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 that was really a good song. <laughs> I said, yes, it is. <laughs> You know, I had to go, after it started. It started getting the plays it was and everything. I, I kind of stopped and was like, "Wait a minute!" I'm like, "What? Like, what exactly are they hearing?" Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. And I was like, "Maybe I should go back and really pay attention to what I'm saying," which is completely not like me to like do that. But I, but I did, and I went back and I went, "Oh yeah, okay, all right, yeah, I can, yeah." Now I can see why it's relatable and, and why people are are interested, but. You know, besides the music part, the music part's one thing, but, you know, the greatest songs, and, and I, you know, a lot of times I'll go, to, as life happens, I'll go back and listen to songs that I never could relate to before, and then uh, it's, uh, I'll listen to them again, and I'm just like, how did I not know what they were mm-hmm. saying? And it's weird mm-hmm. to say. And then the music kind of ties it all together, acts as the glue for the lyrics, and um you know that's something that I that at least after this um, this recent uh, uh, album was released or EP or whatever we're going to call it, uh, it it really it, it, if anything it taught me was that I spent a lot of time focusing on the lyrics 
um, with uh, some of these songs. And um, I think that now I'm uh, this next, I'm going to start get back in the studio. I'm actually currently writing um, new tracks now and going to be going into the studio here soon. I'm just start preparing to, to put out the next album, but Sweet. Uh, I'm going to really focus on lyrics. I'll, I'll even spend even more time this go around. And, and I've had some things uh, happen and occur here uh, recently that I think I'm going to be able to really pull uh, from a place that's going to be relatable to, to the listeners. And you do, you do know that we will have to launch this on this show. Absolutely. Let's do it. Because, you have now become one of my favorite people, and and I I have to have you come back. I will be telling Michael, Michael, we're bringing Davy back. Just get this new album done and send me the the uh, the songs so we can launch yeah. them. And he does that. He's he and I've had a relationship for going on oh I want to say eighteen years now. And he always sends me artists, Michael. sends me their Manage new songs. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. He, um, okay. Mike, Michael Stover and I have been together for many, many years. When I first started this show the first time, he contacted me and sent me Richard Lynch and Jamie Parsons and Matt Weston. And, and those guys were just coming up. And I told them then, you're going great places. And they said, from your mouth to God's ears. Well, look at them now. You, my friend, are in that class of artists. Pretty soon I'm going to be seeing winner, number one album of the year, uh, winner, song of the year. You wait, it's coming. Yeah, I've, yeah I've got the, uh, I've got, I've received some nominations and, and that's great. And then I just became a member with the Grammys, so um, I'm now eligible to receive a nomination, which was just submitted um, a few weeks back. And uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see about the Grammys. And then I have the Josie Awards that are coming up uh, next month. And, see? Oh, I guess really soon. Tomorrow. What Next month is tomorrow. Is that right? Yes, tomorrow's the first. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so in 18 days, no, 17 days then. Um, and in fact, you had mentioned to me earlier, I think before the show actually came on, about live performance. It turns out at the Josie Music Awards, I'm going to be performing at a place called the Listening Room, which is around. And uh, there's me and and uh, uh, Stephen Cade um, from Nashville. He's a country artist, but they what they do is they'll, they'll mix the artists up. So it'll be myself and Stephen Cade right now. And I think that there, if I added another artist. Uh, performing there at uh, the Josie Awards or in uh, nice. Pigeon Gatlinburg. So I will be performing there, and, and that's more of an intimate setting. It's sit down. It's more like a uh, uh, something like an MTV Unplugged kind of setup, and you get to hear the stories behind the songs. You, you remember the old show Storytellers? It's something like yeah, that. I do. And, uh, we'll be, I, I we'll do be doing remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, and that's going to be on the 17th at the listening room. Uh, right and and when you tell and when you tell the stories behind the songs, my friend, tell them with the same passion that you told them tonight. I, I definitely will. Um, because you've got it. You you 
you have that. You know what those songs are about. You know where they came from. They came from your heart. And you know the impact that they're having on people around the world. So when you can tell those the stories behind those songs to a television audience or to an award-sitting audience, tell them with the same passion because you've got it. You, you, oh, yeah. You're going to be. As Yoda says, do or do not. There is no try. Uh, here you go. <laughs> well, just keep, I just got to keep writing, I suppose, and, and hopefully we'll see some of these awards or try to get some, some awards taken down and, and hopefully get that Grammy nomination. Um, if I'm not on this record, then maybe the next one. Well, and, and know the, the impact that you're already having on people out there that you may not even realize. There's one thing that I've learned in this life, and, and that is you may not even know the words that you have said tonight what an impact they've had on someone, but that that one person may come to you at a concert and say, remember when you were on off the chain and you said this? It resonated with me. It changed my life. And when someone comes up and tells you that, then you're going to feel such a humble heart and such a euphoric feeling that you have arrived. And it's coming. I'm going to keep working. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 you know, I've had some kind words said to me before on previous albums that I've had and some success with the, some of the um, other bands that I was in, Ma Shot Pa or um, and uh, Third Class Passenger. And, and yeah, it's it's very, um, it's pretty exciting to, to know that you're reaching people that way. And, and, and I've been receiving messages and, and, uh, People contact me about the most recent that I just put out, the album Down by the Fire, and and uh, I'm just I'll be happy to get out in front of people again and performing. Uh, but COVID is obviously uh, really. I call it the year. Of, I call it the year of insanity. Yeah, it's almost. Is it almost a year and a half? Is that right? Yes. In, in fact, it, it like will that. be. Two, it'll be two years soon, and we're still insane. People have have lost their collective minds. <laughs> I think I think we all have. <laughs> I just sit back with my popcorn and watch the show and and say to myself, "So you're going to waste your life hiding in your room, and and one day when you're laying on your deathbed, you're going to say, and I did all this why?' I, I I don't live in fear. I refuse to live in fear. I'm going to live until I don't. Because I hear there's, that. there's there's so much to life out there. There there's so many things to see, so many things to do, so many wonderful music artists to listen to. And I would stand in line to come to your concert. I don't stand in line for anybody. They stand in line for me. (laughs) (laughs) But if you come to South Florida, I'll buy a ticket and stand in line for your concert. I will probably be there sooner than later. Oh, good. I'll make sure that we, uh, I'll make, make sure that we, uh, we connect whenever I'm there, and I'll make sure that you guys get some tickets and your listeners that are surrounding you, make sure that they get some tickets and everything as well. You heard it first here, ladies and gentlemen. 
young Mr. Davey is coming to visit us in South Florida. And yes, your host, Yvonne Mason, here on on Off the Chain, will stand in line because <laughs> he is amazing. So, appreciate yeah. that. Thank you very much. You are quite welcome. I think we have time to play this last song. We are nine minutes out. You're not going to believe it. We're nine minutes out from the end of the show. Now we can continue talking and play this next song when you come back if you want, or I can go ahead and play it and um, almost end the show with it. I'm going to leave that up to you, my friend. That's I'm, I, can't, I can't do that. i got to leave it to you. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want me to do. I love that. I love it when my guests are so com- compatible and compliant. I absolutely love. Well, see, I like leaving people uh, wanting more, so they know that I have the song cliche that we haven't played yet. So I'm thinking maybe when I bring you back, we might open with that song. And okay. that will get them wanting to come back and going, okay, now i got to go find – no, y'all can't leave now. You just stay right here until the end of the show. Don't go looking for his songs yet. It's not time. You have to get on to them all the time. They're just, just wandering around like little lost children. So you grew up listening to some of my favorite artists. You grew up listening to Phil Collins. That, that, oh, yeah. That type of of genre that Phil does is unique, and to nobody does it like Phil. But it, some of it comes through in your music. You grew up listening to Led Zeppelin. You grew up listening to Marvin Gaye, The Temptations. Um, oh yeah, came a hard rock guy. So it's yeah, <laughs> oddly enough, but it, it's how it works. So. What what that did though, Davy, is it gave you such a well-rounded ability to bring all those types of genres into your unique brand. That whenever I hear something that you're singing, I get a, it's like right behind the curtain. I get a glimpse of yeah. He that that Phil Collins influence is there. That Led Zeppelin influence is there. So sure. I know that you appreciate, as a seventy-year-old woman like me would say, old school music <laughs> because it told a story and you tell a story. That's right. So you know, just keep plugging along and. You know, I, the more influences I get, the broader the broader the uh, music seems to get as well. So, and, and you're more well, yeah, and you're more well rounded. You haven't put yourself in a box of I'm only going to sing it this way, which also comes out and shows a maturity in your music that even a lot of people that have been out there for 25, 30 years, it, it, they sort of get stuck in this box and their music gets flat because they don't know how to embrace everything and and build their own brand using that as a base. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I can yeah. I I try to be I try to switch it up. You know, the best that I can. So Well you you um, do an I'm, I'm trying to you do an excellent job. 
an absolutely excellent job. So I know you're going to be in Gatlinburg. What other live performances are you gearing up for? I was supposed to be setting up something. I was supposed to be in London um, after the Josie Awards, and then start, and then was going to be traveling London. And then we were trying the the label. My, my one of my labels is out of um, Croatia, and then they have an office in Dallas and have an office in Delaware. And we were working towards doing all this, but the COVID thing has messed it up again. So um, I don't really have anything booked right now outside of um, just some small, uh, smaller acoustic kind of show stuff and and uh, like the, the songwriter rounds and that kind of thing. But besides that, there's not a uh, there's not a whole lot um, yet on the books. But you can definitely. Um, stay tuned with um, you know online any of the social media sites it'll it'll come out as soon as I find out that we're going to be doing something it'll everybody will know so as long as you follow me and keep track of what I have going on then it, it should be right there for everybody to know and and you can get him on Facebook ladies and gentlemen now you're on you're on iTunes you're on Spotify where else are you iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, uh, SoundCloud, every streaming service that's available, every downloadable service that's available, I'm there. Um, the, the thing that I would ask everybody to do is, is call your, your local rock radio station and, and request uh, a song by me specifically um, or whatever stations that you have available, obviously rock, but um, – uh, give them a call and, and request request it. It's available and it's it's on their computers at this point. Um, so uh, you know it'd be great to to get some support uh, to push like you know your regular radio stations. And if uh, you can't do that, then you know just give it a download, go to iTunes, and, and uh, you know shoot me a message. Let me know what you think. Let me know um, your thoughts on it. And I'd appreciate that. And you're not going to believe this, but we are now two minutes out from the end of this show. All right. Well, I told you. I told well. you it would go. Fast. <laughs> I told you it would yeah. go by very, very fast. It certainly did. What? So, yeah, just uh, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a blast, and it's good talking with you. Well, you definitely are coming back. What words of wisdom would you give someone that's listening out there that has a dream, that's afraid of the dream, but really wants to fulfill their dream? Uh, Somebody once told me persistence breaks resistance. Oh, I like that. And uh, I've kind of lived by that. So, um. I don't know. Keep that mindset. I think that get whatever you, you're aiming for. And the other one, what is it? One more thing. It was aim for the stars and you might hit the moon. Yes. <laughs> Tell my kids that yeah, all the time. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's it. So I think that's the, the best way to, to, to leave you. Um, and, you know, thank you, everybody, all the listeners, and and, uh, and for having me on and, and uh, giving me the opportunity to, Spread the good word. 
<laughs> and and <laughs> once this thing <laughs> once this thing goes up in archives, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you in it, and you can put it out on all your social media, okay. your website, wherever you want to put it, because it is yours, my friend. It is yours. Awesome. Ladies, ladies, that. you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is off the chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. We are coming to the end of our show. Please visit my guest social media music artist, Davey Williamson. Support him as an indie artist. Buy his music. Love his music. Spread his music. Monday night at 8 o'clock, our guest will be music artist, John Vento. You don't want to miss this show. We're supposed to have John McDonough on on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. Still waiting on his music, so as soon as I get it, we will set that show and we'll be ready to go with them. Davey, I will get in touch with Michael Stover and get you set up. Get back in that studio, my friend, and write some great music, and let's launch it on this show. Awesome. I plan on talking to you soon. All right, my dear. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and we want to wish you all a good night. And once again, I thank David Williamson for giving me an hour of his time. It went by way too fast, but he is coming back. I will be back. He will be back. Good night, my friend. All right. Good night. You guys take care. All right. Bye-bye.